All right, everybody. Are you ready for a spectacular show? Introduce the original bad hombre, the amazing nerd, the hardest working Antifa boys on George Soros's payroll. With Pablo Morale Martinez and Ernesto Mancibo, only on Radio Free Brooklyn. Welcome to uh, <laughs> to the saddest part of your life. Let me stop now. <laughs> the forties are good, man. Forties are good. It's uh, you feel. <laughs> I gotta say, it's not every day, but in general, I, I start to feel more adult-like. You know, yeah, Um, it there there are some days I still suffer from imposter syndrome when it comes down to adulting. Like, it's just like nobody knows that I'm just a teenager wearing a, you know, a 40 year old's body. You know, (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of like my imposter syndrome, but it's like nobody knows I'm two mice controlling this gigantic (laughs) body. Like the fucking, like the Ghostbusters with the with the Statue of Liberty. I was thinking more that you're you're just this like meat Jaeger for the mice, you know they <laughs> they put on they put on little helmets and they sink in the drift that is your mind, you know. Yeah, I know. They're just like, wow, suddenly we're writers, you know. <laughs> uh, I would love it if they if they just squeaked the whole time, where that's like, <laughs> and then like they did the drift and it's like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> just flashes back to random instances of them eating cheese at different moments of that <laughs> oh my god oh man I, I really hope that one of the mice is like an Idris Elba style mouse you know he's oh got yeah like, you know, he's got the goatee and the haircut He's telling the other mouse, but in squeak, you know, not to ever touch, <laughs> not to ever touch him, you know. So, <laughs> you know, he's got a he's got a different squeak. His lower registers squeak. Exactly, yeah. a more British squeak, I would say. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine the cancel the apocalypse speech, but with squeaks? <laughs> You know, people in the audience would be like, what the fuck are we watching? (laughs) Oh, my God. This could so be like a Rick and Morty cutaway. Yes, exactly. On their multidimensional cable network. Like, oh, my (laughs) Pacific mice. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, dude. Um, so we have a lot to talk about. We have a lot to talk about. We haven't spoken in a while. Yes, we, that's right. That's right. There's a lot of catching up to do. Namely, mm. uh, we're going to start off with, uh, what do you want to kick off, kick things off with? Because I kind of want to kick things off with, um, the ever decaying political, um, world, the world of politics is. Just a black hole that seems to be caving in on itself. Mm, mm, it really is. Yeah, let's uh, let's start there in the ridiculousness that is uh, uh, 
former number 45 uh, of this country, occupier-in-chief, as I like to call him. Uh, dude stole, <laughs> and, I'm, and I'm using that word, stole uh, documents from the White House when he left, like boxes of that shit. Have you seen the pictures of like the the federal government retrieving their papers? No. No, I haven't. I haven't seen that. It's boxes of that shit. You'd think it's like somebody moving out of a studio apartment, basically. It was it's ridiculous that he almost got away with all these documents that he wasn't supposed to take. How how is that not like an immediate throw your ass in the slammer kind of offense? Uh, it's, you know, that that's you, you, we're talking white man rules, like not not just white man rules, but rich white man rules like they mm. they can get away with that because, you know, I, I mean, I, I, I'm saying Trump can get away with it because uh, from the moment he stepped into the office uh, as a rich white man, he could play off the Diamond Joe Quimby act of being like, I'm a bad, ain't I a bad little boy, you know? <laughs> And people just be like, oh, Trump, you know, and then the, the Democrats will just like shake their head and be like, frown, make a frowny face. But then they'll be like, oh, oh, you know, you're bad. You're a bad boy. It's oh, like, are you guys going to do anything about it? No. It's like, oh, fuck you. This is he why people hate the Democrats. It's true. It's true. He's li he literally... Reports have been coming out that he's literally he literally tried to flush certain documents down the toilet. And, you know, you can't you can't just flush paper like that. I oh, mean, man, it, I would have loved to have been like a fly on the wall to see like the water just rise back up and just be like, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Melania, get in here, get them up. It's like. What did you do? Did you have you seen my be best speech? <laughs> Shut the fuck up and get in here. <laughs> <laughs> or she'd be like, "What's a mop?" Because <laughs> I doubt she's ever done an honest day's work in her life. <laughs> what is this mop you speak of? <laughs> is it like Mark, like the guy I say hi to? <laughs> Shut up <laughs> I miss the apprentice Oh god uh, uh. But it, it's not surprising uh, It's not surprising I mean this guy has been like If they told me that he tried to Sell like Air Force One On Craigslist I'd believe it because he's a fucking scumbag He's a total scumbag. I, I, you hit it right on the head. He, uh, besides state secrets, it's like I'll throw an Air Force One for just you know half a billion. Oh, jeez. I'm telling you, Putin. It doesn't have many miles on it. It's terrific. It's fantastic. It's a plane. And Putin's like, tell me more. You know. <laughs> Oh God, man! I can't. I, I can't might imagine. use it to invade Ukraine. Oh boy! So we're on the precipice there. Uh, some uh, <laughs> s uh, certain uh, experts have been saying, like, yeah, it could happen this week. We literally 
put out a warning to any Americans in Ukraine, like, yeah, you should get out now. Really? Is that holy shit, man? Holy yeah, shit. that they did say that on Friday. Um, so, and, and that's that's scary. That's scary to think mm. about. I, I, I honestly don't understand why, why, like, why, why, why this, why now, why this. What is Putin trying to pull? prove and i'm just like oh it's just fucking bullshit posturing because he's just like trying to position himself as a strong man mm. um because his country is in decay and it's ravaged by covid and he's just like what can i do to gain the hearts and minds of my public <laughs> and he thinks like all meathead assholes think they're just like aha i will start a fight i will go to war you know mm. Mm. and like to to go after Ukraine and the and for the United States to like pull up its pants and be like, don't you do it? And he's like, but I'm a bad little boy, you know. I, I learned from the previous guy that if I could just do the the little thing, the little pinky towards my mouth and just be say I'm a bad little boy, I'm doing a horrible Putin impression, um, <laughs> that I can get away with it. Oh God, uh, th this this is going to be the death of us all. Uh, but hopefully not before um, the rest of the year, because there are some good movies coming out, which is essentially all I have to look forward to these days. But um, I mean, I, what I think will happen is that we'll come up right to the precipice, and some sort of economic sanctions will get levied, and it'll kind of cool off the situation. It'll stay like in a in a holding pattern for a little while. And then the news cycle will move on to whatever the fuck happens. I don't know. The latest beef between Kanye and B Billie Eilish. Look, dude, about about those, <laughs> about Kanye West uh, and picking a fight with, with his wife, with Pete Davidson, with whoever, whoever the fuck. Like, I can't, I can't tell you how aggravating and how transparent a smokescreen it feels like now. Now it just feels like it's like, oh, God, we're just going to listen to this asshole implode over and over again. I really want to mm. hear more about what's going on with the world and not so much like this asshole who is trying to take over the the like he's trying to grab the mic away from mm -hmm. from things that are obviously more important that are going on in the world. Uh, and, you know, I, I just couldn't give a shit about Kanye. Uh, and I've really, you know, the only, the only, uh, the only person, the only people I give a shit about is Pablo Morale Martinez. <laughs> and of course my co-host over here, Ernesto Mancibo. That's right. And together they are, we are. The Robots versus Taxes program <laughs> on Radio Free Brooklyn. Dude, that was magnificent. Thank you. Well done. Thank well you. Done. I, I do try. <laughs> I was I was totally with you in your exasperations of this asshole taking up airtime and then you just you just glided right into yeah, you know the intro that was that was fucking awesome but it and but i seriously want somebody to like capoeira kick kanye right in the liver because like, <laughs> like enough just enough of this fucking guy i just i just can't 
I can't stand it. I can't. Uh, like, to me, it's become like YouTube commercials. I'm like, I'm waiting for the skip ad. You know, it's like five, four, three, two. (laughs) Because I'm like, I I just, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. And I don't think any of our listeners should either. Because honestly, it's a fucking smokescreen. Yeah, it's, is it entertaining to watch the slow motion car wreck? Sure. But we've been through this so many times before. Like, uh, like, honestly, it's just old hat. Um, and, it really uh, is. and, you know, I, I kind of am more interested in the intricacies of how we're going to a- evade our latest brush with ex- of worldwide extinction <sighs> with regards to Russia, with regards to like the pandemic, with regards to the gazpacho police that are coming for our, for our ice cold tomato soups. <laughs> Those goddamn gazpachos. <laughs> Bastards! <laughs> I uh, with their jackboots made out of various spices. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming and <laughs> marching through the streets. Oh, hide your tomatoes! I I I can't believe that Marjorie Taylor Greene is a member of Congress. Like she says stupid things over. And over and over again, I'm just like, can anybody be a senator? I'm just wondering, like, uh, I, I you, don't you, know. There's no there's no standard. Like if I. I. I don't I was about to say, what if you know, what if you only have a GED? But that would discredit people who have GEDs because they actually made a concerted effort to go back and finish. I wouldn't even extend that to Marjorie Taylor Greene. She looks like a total fucking fail. She looks like a dropout of life is what she is. Uh, she is the Kirstie Alley of Ann Coulter's. She is like... Uh, <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's the type of person that try like just from the... like Every time I see her... I, I keep thinking, like, shouldn't she be, like, holding up a, a dead possum, like, walking down a dirt road trying to, like, <laughs> trying to get home in time before it turns so she can make her stew, you know? Mm, possum stew! Yeah, <laughs> exactly. You're totally right. You're totally right. Unless I... It's... I mean, here's the thing. I... I want the the halls of power to be open to uh, the quote unquote common folk, um, not just people who come from money and privilege. You know, people like um, like AOC who have made something of themselves and have stepped onto this, this larger stage to try to make a difference. Whereas somebody like Marjorie Taylor Greene looks like the kind of person who who cheated on every test in school but still failed the test and somehow she's in a position of influence now it's just it's maddening it's just maddening she just looks like she blows on the bottom end of the jug and wonders why it's not making any noise during the hoot nanny like it's like turn it around the whole where the hole is you fucking <laughs> asshole dickhead um she <laughs> but of course like 
what we're talking about, uh, dear listeners, is that um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Representative Greene, uh, attempted uh, to launch an attack on on Nancy Pelosi, as so she does during an OAN broadcast. And I'm getting this from the Huffington Post. Um, and during this interview, she said that uh, Nancy Pelosi is going to use the gazpacho police to come after her. <laughs> um, <laughs> To, uh, to you know, uh, to come to come to, oh to uh, to uh, basically investigate uh, um, what's it called uh, Representative Troy Nels from Texas, uh, who claims that uh, the uh, Capitol Police took photos of documents in his office and then she compared them to the Gestapo Police. Um, of course, she meant to say Gestapo, but she failed history. So. <laughs> twice which is um which is quite a feat to, to fail history twice what marjorie taylor green not being up on her facts about world war ii gasp imagine <laughs> my surprise i mean she's the woman the, the woman who brought us jewish space lasers doesn't know I about know. world war ii exactly <laughs> She's sitting at home trying to figure out why she can't get dinosaurs uh, so she can ride into Congress and have one of the, her raptors attack AOC. You know, she's because she thinks fucking Jurassic World is a documentary. <laughs> <laughs> I saw them on the movie screen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, but yeah. Just uh, just to me, it's just more white hijinks. Mm. Um, so <laughs> white jinx. Oh yeah, yeah. Wh- white jinx. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh god. But yeah, it's uh, it's it's just fucking. It's such a mess. Um, but, I don't uh, know what it is about about lunkheads that get so much visibility in our society. I mean, if it's not Marjorie Taylor Greene. Then it's the other uh, lunkhead of the minute, Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan, yeah. Uh, Joe Rogan, whom, you know, uh, I'm uh, that when uh, when um, hold on, who was it that that dropped that bomb? Was it India Ari? Yes, it was. Yeah, <laughs> um, <clears throat> India Ari uh, dropped basically did a supercut of Joe Rogan. <laughs> Uh, saying the N word like with a hard ER, mm-hmm. and you know I I'm I like I'm just like uh some of those I was just like wow um to me I'm just like why is he saying it so often why is he saying it so often and dude. Uh, dude he uses it he basically uses the the n-word with the hard er to basically uh reference to his explanation because i saw his explanation like mm-hmm. he 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 released an apology video quick mm-hmm. and then he was just like oh you know these are taken out of context and blah 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 um you know, I, I use it when I'm just like trying to say that uh, one black person is tell, ta- is talking to another black person and I'm using their vernacular. And I'm just like, 
Okay, that sounds yeah. like a that sounds like a white guy. That sounds like your typical white guy excuse. Um, <laughs> uh, was, and, but that that wasn't even the worst part of the video. It was the Planet like, of the Apes one, right? When he when he yes. Oh my God! Uh, just just really quickly, listeners. There's a part in the video after uh, the repeated end bombs uh, in that supercut where he's talking about. This is way back in the day. He's going to the theater with his friends to see Planet of the Apes. They choose a theater. They're wondering if it's a, if it's in a quote unquote good neighborhood. And when they arrive, he said he was just like, "No, we were actually at the Planet of the Apes." It's just like it was it was just filled with black people and I'm just like, "Oh shit." <laughs> Suddenly the the rest of the supercut which you say was taken out of context <laughs> was given complete context. Like, "Holy shit." <laughs> it's as almost it's almost as if India Ari cemented her argument and it's like and period, right? <laughs> Where I was like, I, 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 I was like, oh, holy shit, this looks bad. This looks bad, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. and, and I think about it in terms of Spotify. I'm just like, wow, this is gonna cost them. Um, and all the while, Apple Music is very quietly, you know, <laughs> very quietly accruing listeners, which is fine. Um, <laughs> but uh, Pandora is just like this is our chance. Yeah, I know. We could take it all again. <laughs> Roku's like this could trickle down to us. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Quibi is like punching a hole through their Siskiyou hats. <laughs> I knew you were gonna go after Quibi. What is it with you and Quibi? Did they like? Did you submit a job application and they were just like, no. They're just such an easy target. <laughs> They're dead already. They're rotting in the ground. Why are you still feeding that corpse? Ernesto, come on. You know me. I love a cheap gimmick. And what's cheaper a gimmick than going after Quibi? <laughs> It's still funny, though. It's still funny. But let me tell you this. Like, so, uh, you know, tell me if I'm wrong. What I think is going to happen from this Joe Rogan thing is that all it's going to do is going to strengthen the resolve of the listeners he already has, his defenders. Hmm. Um, Because they're just going to be like, they're going to try to cancel Joe Rogan, you know. Uh, the woke police are coming after Joe Rogan. The woke police are coming after Joe Rogan. You know, fuck the woke police. I listen to what I want, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I, I just feel like that's the general attitude of his listeners, period. You know, mm-hmm. the mostly white de- demographics of like, you know, white dem- uh, white guys between the ages of like 20 to 40. Mm. Um who are just like who just feel quote unquote disenfranchised and um <laughs> and Joe Rogan speaks to them speaks their language you know he speaks in in bro you know yeah yeah i i think of it i think you're right i think eventually his brand is going to crystallize 
into this um, white racist base that eventually is going to make it pretty corrosive to Spotify to himself. Um, he'll try as hard as he can to pivot away from that. He'll have Neil deGrasse Tyson back on and every single one of uh, his black friends who will still speak to him after this, which I got to wonder <laughs> how many of them are. Because uh, I'll tell you this right now. Um, I No matter how close I am to uh, any white associate or white friend that I have, if, if a supercut drops <laughs> where you're just dropping the M-bomb over and over and you're talking about going to see Planet of the Apes and actually being on the planet of the apes when you get to a black neighborhood that's gonna that's gonna ruffle my feathers um you know just to put it mildly uh i i hope eventually that this uh this tanks his brand i mean he's been exposed i, I mean he, what else can happen at this point like a picture surfaces where he's doing blackface i wouldn't be surprised i i simply it'd be like oh yeah of course it's the trifecta now yeah, but then, like all, all, like it, how? No, I'm saying no matter how much evidence drops against a person like Joe Rogan, say they say they do find pictures of him doing blackface, say they do find mm. pictures of him joking about rape, say they, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean, audio of of him joking about rape, say they say they find, you know, um him just uh calling a black person the n-word like mm. like to their face you know mm. uh, uh just uh, or or just saying like the, calling uh, a chinese person like uh, or an asian person the c-word or the g-word you know mm. it's it's it won't matter it ultimately in the long run it won't matter to his fans because his fans all they will see is that oh it's us against them it's us mm -hmm. against them it's it's um it's the woke it's these woke antifas coming after mm -hmm. our boy you know when it's like no your boy is just straight up racist dude just mm. fucking leave him dude mm. but no it, it just it won't sink in because the, all they see is this underdog fight when mm. it, I, I can't see Joe Rogan as an underdog when he is a he's a millionaire. Yeah. Yeah. He's a millionaire white guy. How is he your underdog? Uh, whatever. Whatever, man. I just. I, the, the, it's just to me, it's just I chalk it up to white hijinks. You know, it's just like. You know, if. Uh, I, I just don't understand. I, I don't understand it like and it infuriates me because mm. i know his fans are just going to defend him harder so well i mean they can they can defend him all he wants if anything it like i said before it just brings to light that uh there's a huge part of his base that uh that just believes in this horseshit like oh racism's not a big deal all these terrible things that we talk about is not a big deal uh quote-unquote marketplace of ideas blah 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 and the thing about uh spotify and other platforms they're just like mm, we make our money by having the broadest appeal possible and when you crystallize to that white nationalist sort of thing 
that's not that's not a marketable thing. Like he's gonna have to, I don't know. Does does Fox have a streaming platform? He he may have to move his show over to something like that. Because uh, at least I hope that's what happens. Because he's trash. He's he's complete trash. This this whole uh, bullshit um, facade that he put up. Like oh, I try to talk to everybody and da 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 and learn this and that. Like, dude, you to, to say that, oh, I'm not that person anymore. That's something that everybody says when they're caught. Right. You didn't pre- you didn't preemptively bring this up there. There might have been an, an ounce of, of credibility that could have been afforded to you if you'd have been like, you know what? I said some fucked up shit in the past and I'm owning it. And this is this is where I'm pivoting my show. Uh, to hopefully get some of my base to realize that you know you got to look at yourself and um, and evolve from that. That might have been that might have been an actual uh, moment of of education and self reflection. But no, like you got exposed, you got exposed hard, and you're just saying, "Oh, I'm not that person anymore." Eh. Uh, yesterday you seem to be you were very proud of just being you know the same guy you've always been the same bro like that was your brand and now suddenly you're not that guy come on yeah i mean uh, it honestly in the in the wide scope of things all it will do will is it'll draw the the line in the sand mm. like you said it will crystallize his base. But those that go against it, like those that, those that are in the know, those people who are just like kind of see the forest for the trees are just going to be like, you know what? Fuck this guy. We're going to continue saying fuck this guy. He's bad for politics. He's, he's not only is he bad for politics, he's just a, like, he might, he might play off. Like he's like, Oh, I don't know anything. I'm just a comedian. I'm just a comedian. Um, this is this isn't fucking comedy this like what he's done to the national Hmm. discourse is he's made it he's made it for him and trump have made it further into pro wrestling um (laughs) and 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 it's and it's at its at at its core his character his kayfabe is this white supremacist in this in this ha 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 i'm just a comedian kind of uh suit you know that's the Ted DiBiase suit that he wears. Wow, that's a that's a reach. Um, <laughs> oh my God, Ted DiBiase! Jesus <laughs> Million Dollar Man. Uh, oh my God! <laughs> Remember that theme song? Money, 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 money. Dude, I loved the Million Dollar Man. That was my dude. He was a great heel. He was yeah, a very he was great, great heel. One of the best heels. <laughs> Tremendous heel. Sorry. Sorry. Um, you want to switch gears or do you want to? Let's let's switch gears. Oh, thank I'm, God. You know, my, my blood is starting to get angry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you may, uh, haven't even it touched the Dorito. Like, that's weird. <laughs> Usually Dorito is just like fucking sending you off the deep end. <laughs> But, you, bite, um, you bite into one, you're like, God damn it! <laughs> Punch a cat. Um, 
Um, let's talk about some cool trailers that have dropped recently. Thank God. Yes. Yes. Can we can we talk about Nope? Yes, we can talk about Nope. Uh, Nope has one of the best uses of silence I've ever seen in a trailer ever. Oh, yes. <laughs> like, dude. Uh, all right, so. So we're, 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 it's basically it opens up with like this kind of larger than life character. Uh, mm. This woman who is talking about who's trying to sell. She she owns a ranch, uh, but she mm. rents her horses out to like Hollywood studios. Yeah. Yeah. And she's talking about the history of uh, one of her ancestors being uh, one of the first people uh, to be filmed when motion pictures started to become a thing like. It's like one of the first things films was my great, great, great grandfather, you know, riding a horse, you know, um, which was a nice little drop of, you know, history in there. And uh, then it uh, (laughs) then it starts to go into the into the altered world that um, uh, that's constructed uh, by Jesus. Why? Why can't I remember his name? It's so bad. My memory's going to shit. Oh, Jordan Peele? Jordan Peele, thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> into the twisted world that Jordan Peele uh, knows how to weave, especially in the trailers. It's just like, things are normal, and then they're not, you know? Yeah. That's that's kind of what I love about him. He really knows how to dr- make the that drop. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like, da-da-da-da-da, we're following along these characters. And then it's like, no, we're going into some serious shit now. <laughs> I just love how uh, that shot of like, all right, so she's on the ranch and things are going well. And then it's like, and then everything just goes quiet. And then like you get that 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 wide shot of the house. And then the words drop down from the top. And I'm like, genius genius <laughs> genius it's uh i so i mean i think it's not a stretch to say that this is a uh some sort of alien abduction alien invasion style movie um which i'm really looking forward to because it's one of my favorite genres and to see how jordan peele does his take on it i think it's going to be super super interesting there were already some pretty um shocking flashes of imagery uh throughout the trailer there's this one shot where this woman's she's like has a veil on and the wind is blowing it up and her face is something not human and i'm just like whoa what the fuck is going on yeah i uh, like uh, just the the uh, the the picture like the 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 image of the kite, the kite mm. string going up into the cloud. Mm-hmm. It's on the poster. Uh, and it, to me, it's that, that imagery evokes some kind of sense of dread. Um, uh, and it, 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 it's, it's because it's like two things that really shouldn't go together. It's like, what mm. the hell is going on here? And, and I'm a really big fan of that. So, um, so I don't know what I'm talking. I feel like I'm rambling, uh, no, but I'm no. just I'm just really looking forward to it. The the image that also uh, sticks in my head is the final shot of the woman kind of just being lifted, and 
it's daylight, which is mm-hmm. to me a, it's one of the most when it's daylight in a horror movie and there <laughs> and, you, and you can effectively deliver a scare. That's talent to me. Yes. Um, <laughs> because daylight uh, to to ha- to 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 make something scary in daylight is just fucking. It's it's not of the norm, you know. So, That's so true. That's so, so her, true. So her being snatched up and kind of like realistically being lifted up into the air, like obviously she's being abducted by some kind of weird tractor beam or some shit. Um, mm. It. Uh, I I was just like, fuck, this is gonna be intense. <laughs> That's. Uh, I think that might be an opening night movie. Uh, for us uh, yes agreeing for sure um, yeah for sure uh but it, it, i have to respect jordan peele jordan peele is a filmmaker making horror movies um in an age where it's just like superhero movies are like the norm you know so for him to make something like completely original and uh for it for people to get like really whipped up and excited about it that that's mm. awesome to me that's really awesome um, mm, mm, for sure for sure i mean i think we started to get excited last year when just the the poster uh for the movie drop and it's just the word nope with you know <laughs> a, a, a dark shot of like a, a a ranch or something like that it's just like oh wow this this already seems fucked up <laughs> um I, uh, but yeah, uh, I'm, I'm super excited for it, but let's, 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 you want to talk about the, the Dr. Strange trailer? Oh yeah. <laughs> I, fucking, oh, yeah. I, I just saw it. I just saw it. Holy shit. What do you man. think? What do you think? Are you, are you, are you tingling? There are so many things like I, I, I have to go back. I have to freeze frame. There are certain images that stick out right in my head and I'm just like, holy shit, man, this is going to be. This is gonna be intense. Yes, this is this is gonna be a Marvel classic. And uh, friend of the show, hand of RBT, Jamie Vetterame, pointed out something to us in text, which, if you go back, is absolutely true. Um, Patrick Stewart is in this, who has famously played Professor X. I couldn't believe it when I heard his voice. <laughs> I, for, because for one, he was just like, look, I'm walking away from the Professor X character. It was nice, but I've played this character for so long. <laughs> Nothing can bring me back. To which Kevin Feige was, look outside your house. And it's just like, <laughs> it's just a giant pyramid made of money. He's like, <laughs> name a shape. I can make them. I could have crews down there. <laughs> Turn they're it into any shape you want. They're literally flying in like another story for his house. They're just like, <laughs> we could just dr- we could just drop it right on. Like you don't even have to do anything. You know, makes a really cool clicking noise. You're gonna want to hear it. <laughs> oh my god! You know, <laughs> he's just like, uh, well, you know, I, I just finished, you know, the second season of Picard. So why not? Why not? I'm in. <laughs> it's like Plus he, he's a fun guy though. He he seems he seems like he genuinely has affection for that character 
and that universe because there have been i saw this one great photo of him uh, i i think both him and hugh jackman were at the same comic book convention and hugh jackman is doing an interview and you see patrick stewart like several yards behind him sort of like leaning into the shot just smiling like hey you know logan you know and i'm just like oh shit that's so cool that's so cool (laughs) one all right I, I can I name one other takeaway from this trailer? Absolutely. Um, I think the inevitability of a Tom Cruise Iron Man is upon us. Um, because I saw a millisecond of what looked like an I someone in the Chrome Iron Man suit from like mm. the Marvel Now era, where he's like the superior Iron Man. Ah, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And then it, you know, that shot of the the chair, like, it, for one, Doctor Strange gets taken in by a bunch of Ultron bots. Yeah, um, and they they all look like advanced. They look like a different variant of the Iron Man suit. Yes, and I'm like, yes. "Oh shit!" Fucking Tony's got ultrons working for him so what i'm thinking is um they scored him before the illuminati and mm. um and of course I, there are six before he they escorted him before six chairs mm. and i'm just like it's them it's them a lot of people are speculating that namor is already sitting in one of the chairs mm. uh and i'm like oh my god uh this is the they're really, they're really going for it, man. They're really gonna Fuck. go for it. This is this is gonna be a brain melting kind of movie. Like it's gonna be a just a straight up comic book, like deep cut. Here, here, we're just gonna blow open the possibilities. I mean, there, that moment in the trailer where Wanda's just like, uh, and I'm paraphrasing, she's like, "You fuck with the multiverse, you're a hero. I fuck with the multiverse, and I'm the villain." That doesn't seem fair, you know. <laughs> to which I would have turned around, you know, me cast as Doctor Strange, not Benedict Cumberbatch. I would have turned around and been like, "You enslaved the fucking town." <laughs> <laughs> it's like New Jersey shitty enough, but then you had to enslave New Jerseyans as well. Like, come on, come on, haven't they suffered enough? You know. <laughs> I know. It's like I used the multiverse to try to fix somebody's life. You enslaved <laughs> people's minds, bro. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And it looks like she's back on the set of WandaVision in, in some of the shots. Which yeah, is, right? Uh, she's back in fucking, what's, what's that town? Sh- Eastview, Sweetwater, or something like that. Something like that, yeah. It's... Uh, Oh, it's going to be so much fun. This movie, I hope it's fucking three hours long because all the weirdness that's going to be in it. Um, I mean, just the visual effects alone, I feel like it's even a step above what they did in the first Doctor Strange. That shot of what looks like New York City, but shattered in certain ways, like it really stopped me in my tracks. I was just like, whoa, what the fuck am I looking at? You know? Yeah. And of course, we get a little bit more of evil Doctor Strange from the What If cartoon. 
<laughs> fucking uh, I'm just like I'm all for it. I'm all for evil strange. <laughs> it sounds weird to say. But uh but yeah, dude. Um I can't wait. Can't wait. Can't wait. It's gonna be awesome. That's it's gonna be out in May, so Yeah. Not too far away. <laughs> Fucking Marvel taking a shit in DC's yard once again. Like they just <laughs> released the Flash, the the whole Black Adam, and they they showed us Doctor Fate yawn. They showed us fucking Hawkman yawn. They showed us Black Adam yawn. Oh, Flash just got a new suit yawn. And then Marvel comes along. It's like yeah, it's just gonna pop a squat right here and you're. You know. <laughs> Nice and juicy, you know. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm, 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 I'm really hoping that, at the very least, that Flash movie, um, is dope as fuck. I mean, they have Michael Keaton in there. You hear his voice in the original uh, teaser, so I think that has potential. Black Adam, I'm not excited for at all. I mean, that movie. How long have they been making that movie? How long has The Rock been, you know, like, oh, yeah, I'm Black Adam. It's just like, all right, just drop the movie already, you I'll, know, or at I'll least tell you, cameo in something. I'll tell you how long he's he's been working on Black Adam for. He's been working on Black Adam for as long as it took for him to defend Joe Rogan and then walk his, apolo- his defense <laughs> back. That's how long it took him. When when he was just like, yeah, I'm on Joe Rogan's side in regards to the Spotify thing. And then the supercut dropped. He was just like, oh, shit, you know. Yeah, and then it just like it turned into a, a rock-shaped cloud. <laughs> where it's just like, rock? Dwayne? You know, it just dissolves into smoke. He's like, it's a Jumanji illusion. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> We've all been in Jumanji the whole time. <laughs> oh, fucking shit. Talk about talk about toxic. Yeah. Um well there we only have a little bit of time left. Do you want to talk uh, really quick about Book of Boba Fett? Yes. Yes. Um look, I'm I'm not gonna split hairs here. Uh I was disappointed at the at the season finale. Uh, it, it had a lot of fun action in it, you know, rancors and such, but, uh, but it didn't feel like a capper, like the epic capper that these series need to have, especially when, when brought up to the standard that the Mandalorian set, like both season one and season two ended in ways where you were just like, Oh shit, you know? Right, right. Exactly. And Book of Boba Fett was just like, okay, this was a warm up for the Mandalorian season three. Yeah, I, I just, I don't know, I, I just there. The best episodes were were uh, 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 everybody's saying it. I'm just gonna mm-hmm. say it. Uh, the best episodes were the the ones without uh, Boba Fett in it. Um, I feel like the whole show was rushed tonally completely off um mm. i felt like it was a giant mess uh the uh, the finale it just look to me boba fett is like tequila and i think what disney tried to do was try to make a soda out of tequila like they try to make tequila into pepsi and it's you can't do it you can't because because fucking uh boba fett is supposed to be a cold blood he's everything cad bane says he is he's a cold-blooded murderer 
w- worked for the Empire. You know, d- it, it, when Boba Fett appeared, I thought the show, the entire show, was going to be about how he's going to be a villain. And even throughout the finale, I thought he was going to turn around and do something insanely fucked up. Like he was going to shoot Fennec Shand in the head or something. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, my God. Where, like, you know, because uh, towards the end, like, uh, he he was just like, uh, when, when the other families were attacking them, he was just like, I try to rule with respect. You guys don't listen. So I guess I'm just going to have to bust heads. So Fuck. Uh, and that's kind of the show I want the show where he's he is a bad guy and the and people have to like have to fight him and you know at some certain points he turns into the anti-hero but they disnified him they made him into like a he's like I'm just a good guy now you know I came out of that <laughs> Sarlacc pit and I just you know carbonite what's that come on <laughs> I thought we're all pals right uh, you you guys in your in your vespas and such and and <laughs> hey you know and give you a big smile uh you know i got a wookie you know that's <laughs> it's just it's like come on man <laughs> he's supposed to be the punisher holy shit oh my god uh, well, uh but i mean there were there were fun parts the whole showdown with cad bane was great uh, that, mm, mm. tell me more what you think about that because I, I'm mixed on that. Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Uh, I, I was, I was completely fine with it. I kind of liked it up until they revealed that, uh, that, uh, Cobb Vanth was alive in his back to tank. Mm. And I'm just like, uh, doesn't anybody die in this fucking series, man? <laughs> Just let him die. Hmm. Hmm. I um. I definitely agree in regards to the uh, the back to tank um, scene. It was so underwhelming. First of all, I was just like, "Oh, okay, this guy's alive." It didn't really need to be a post credit scene, though. No, it wasn't just. It wasn't like the oh, you know, he's, he's alive. You know? <laughs> it was like it's, oh, good, yeah, great, <laughs> good for him, you yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it's yeah, it, it was just underwhelming, and the 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 showdown between Boba Fett and uh, Cad Bane, it's. First of all, I think Cad Bane is still alive. Um, the way they focused in on the uh, the beeping apparatus on his chest, um, sort of like the slow uh, lean in or zoom in or whatever, it was basically telling us like, ah, you think he's dead, but he's not. Um, which I think is a good thing because the way they introduced him was so unbelievably epic. To just give him like a, you know, a two episode arc would have been like a waste, you know, which Star Wars has been known to do with great villains. But um, I think they're going to bring him back. So I I think that they're going to bring him back, but only in episodes that take place in the past, like uh, like shows that take place in the past. Really? Uh, yeah, I, I think that we're going to see him in Kenobi when Kenobi is like, it's a flashback episode of like, you know, oh. him having to rescue somebody and then he runs into Cad Bane again, mm-hmm. you know, 
or he might be in the next season of uh book of boba fett when you know uh when boba fett has a flashback of like when he tried to you know he tried to do something with the bounty hunters and then he had because he apparently cad bane is the reason for why there's a dent in his helmet Mm. so so uh there's there's probably going to be an episode where he comes back and we see the the cause of that dent but uh uh, you know uh, (laughs) i'm not saying i'm glad he's dead but (laughs) but you're glad he's dead (laughs) yeah i'm glad he's dead (laughs) but you know i mean at least at least they'll you know uh cover the whole uh, dent in the helmet in an episode or two as opposed to creating an entire movie around it a la Rogue One uh, with the whole like you know I wonder how the whole plans of the Death Star got into the hands of the Rebels like um, looking back on it now I mean I enjoyed the movie but somebody was just like let's make a whole feature length film off of that idea you know it was uh I don't know. It, was, it just tickles me for some reason. <laughs> I, I don't believe that everybody knew what they were doing with the book of Boba Fett. Like, I feel like they were just, they rushed into it. Like somebody, like, I feel like Kathleen Kennedy was like, here, you get Bo- book of Boba Fett now. <laughs> and John Favreau's like, I do. He's like, make something. <laughs> Come on. Uh, shit is hot right now. <laughs> so he's like, all right. Uh, I guess Boba Fett's a good guy and, uh, you know, Robert Rodriguez, you take over. And, you know, a lot of people were talking about how, like, there was that little spin move that one of the mods made. Oh, God. That was the big... I, I was like, guys, Boba Fett rode a Rancor. Like, that doesn't that count for something? You, all you guys can focus on <laughs> is the fact that, like, a dude made a little, like, Desperado spin move. <laughs> Uh, although like, it, it was whack. It was whack. I'll admit that. Just off the back, I think we, you and I both spoke about this. Those uh, mod, were they called mods or whatever? Yeah, they're uh, called that mods. Ga- that gang. They, I, I wanted them to. They don't fit in Star Wars. They just don't. No, they, they just don't. don't. And they don't contribute anything either. Remember, like, one of them is like, oh, we're going to go on the roof with this giant fucking needle dick. And then we're going to shoot... <laughs> The Ed 209s. By the way, I can't believe they brought in fucking Ed 209s. I was like, oh, that's awesome. <laughs> but, you know, you're going to take this needle thing and you're going to go up on the roof and you're going to shoot. I thought that was going to pay off somewhere, but it didn't. Nope. Went nowhere. <laughs> no. And, and then, of course, it's like the best part of the show is like fucking, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, Mando getting Grogu back and then Grogu like jumps into his arms and I'm like that's the best fucking thing I've ever seen you know that's fucking Star Wars right there (laughs) true 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 but even that felt rushed to me I mean I felt like there was all this emotional buildup at the end of Mando season two and for he's just like it was funny he was just like Hey, what are you doing here? <laughs> yeah, I know. It almost felt like he's just like, this is another guy's show. Why are you here? It's bad enough that I'm here, that I'm here to try to rescue this piece of shit. And then Grogu should have looked up and been like, merchandising. You know. <laughs> I got a shirt now. You know, people are gonna be buying me with the shirt. 
like, you got moxie, kid. Uh, oh, boy. But I think uh, uh, that, yeah, I think that might be a good place to wrap it. Yeah, agreed. Um, yes, so thank you for joining us, listeners. Uh, I, of course, am Pablo Morale Martinez. And I'm Ernesto Mancibo. And together we are the Robots versus Taxes program. On Radio Free Brooklyn. While you're out there, you could try keeping it real. But you should try keeping it right. Song of the Week. Ooh.